everyone. Welcome to this week's episode of Fueling Fridays. This is your host, Kindle, and I am so grateful that you are joining me today. So before we hop in, I want to start by saying that I tested positive for COVID um, two days ago now. And this is actually the first time that I've had it throughout this whole pandemic. So if you hear my voice being a little scratchy, that is why. I honestly feel fine now. Just feel like I have sinuses. But just in, and if you're new here, just to clear that up, my voice does not usually sound like this. But moving on. Today, I want to talk a little bit about what orthorexia is. Let's spread some awareness on that. I want to share a little bit of my personal experience with it, and I also want to talk about why I think it needs more awareness. So if you're like a lot of other people, you might not know what orthorexia is, so I'm going to give you a little rundown of it. So basically, it's an obsession with what you eat and how you eat. So this means that there's like a lot of rules around your food and maybe how you eat your food and it's often like a fixation on only having whole foods or what you know you deem to be clean foods but that isn't always the case people with orthorexia aren't always just eating broccoli and boiled chicken all day long it can be anything that your brain decides is acceptable well your ED brain, I should say, eating disorder brain. And then those are the foods that you stick to because you become scared of everything else. So it often stems from, you know, foods that diet culture have told you are, quote, the healthiest or the best for you and foods to avoid. So you begin to avoid those. But then it also can come from counting calories and macros. So that's kind of what I dealt with was the calories and macros. So I wasn't necessarily obsessed with only eating whole foods, but I was only wanting to eat foods that I was taught were, quote, macro friendly. That is literally BS. There's no such thing as macro friendly that I like actually hate that term so much. But just having these like fixations of only wanting certain foods, it leads to fears around all other foods and types of foods. And it also introduces a lot of food rules. So if you don't know what a food rule, food rule is, it's when maybe you tell yourself, okay, I'm not going to eat breakfast until nine o'clock. And then I'm going to eat lunch at one o'clock and I eat dinner at six o'clock. And that's what I do every single day. And food rules are different from a routine because it's not like, oh, my lunch break at work is at one o'clock, so that's why I eat lunch. It's a routine you've set for yourself. And if you had to vary from it, it would stress you out and cause you anxiety. So yes, maybe you go to school. So it's normal for you to eat breakfast at Well, I guess school starts before 9. So let's say you go to school so it's normal for you to eat breakfast at 8 because that's before school starts. Well, you know, maybe you have to wake up early one day so you'd be better suited eating breakfast at, say, 
6.30 or 7, then if this isn't a food rule, it'd be pretty easy for you to shift and just have breakfast at a different time instead. But when it's a food rule, it stresses you out to change it at all, even if there's a good reason to change. So another way this can manifest is only letting yourself have, you know, a certain amount of each food group at each rule. Maybe you say, okay, I'll only have one carb at each meal or my snack has to be only a protein or only a fat or whatever. And it's just all of these rules that you make up literally for yourself. And I guess I didn't say this at the beginning, but orthorexia is an eating disorder. It isn't officially diagnosed yet. Like in, what is it? The DSM-5, which is like diagnosis of like mental illnesses and other disorders but it is an eating disorder and pretty much any dietitian counselor any of that they will acknowledge the truth of it and like the existence of it I guess I should say so I want to put that out there that this is an eating disorder and with orthorexia it's usually like a pretty slow progression pretty much like any other eating disorder it's not like one day you just wake up and you've decided you're only going to eat these super healthy foods. I mean, maybe that was the case for you, but I just don't feel like that's very common. In my opinion, most of the time, it's not eliminating all foods at once, but instead it might start with a few, quote, healthy swaps or, you know, doing some substitutes. And then, you know, you just kind of slowly keep doing those more and more. Until one day you're like in your kitchen crying because you don't know if your mom cooked the veggies with butter. Like that is not normal and it doesn't happen overnight, but it also happens without you even realizing it. When people start making what they think are healthier swaps, they don't realize that it's going to turn into them being like petrified of every food, but it's definitely a slow burn. But once you've like reached the end of that match, it is burning and it's burning so bright. And so I want to say it is like not normal to be so hyper fixated on foods. So if you're obsessing over like what ingredient is in every single thing that you're eating or exactly how something is made, that is not normal. I know whenever I was like, you know, I wouldn't say the height of my orthorexia because then I like wouldn't even let anyone cook for me. So I guess just somewhere in there, if anyone else had cooked something, I would have to know every single ingredient that was in it. Not for like allergy reasons because I can't have gluten, but everyone that like, you know, cooks for me knows that I can't have gluten and I could easily just ask like, oh, you know, like, does that have flour in that or whatever it is. But if it's like my mom cooking, she obviously knows I can't have that. But I would have to know every single thing that was in it. Like, did you put milk in it? Is there butter in it? What veggies are in it? What protein did you use? And, oh, how much of that did you use? Like, I would have to know everything. Which, again, unless you're, like, specifically looking out for an allergy, you don't need to know every single ingredient that's in your food. Same at restaurants. I remember going out to eat and asking, like, oh, well, like, does that have this on it or does that come with this? 
unless you're allergic, just eat it how it is or, you know, if you genuinely don't like it. But you just do not need to be so hyper fixated. And I think that's like a pretty good sign that maybe orthorexia is sneaking in or you might already have it and you just don't know. Because I didn't even know that I had orthorexia when I had it because it's not talked about enough. And I actually think that's like one of the worst things about orthorexia is it can often go unnoticed for so long, not only by everyone else, but even by you, just because it's not talked about very much and diet culture praises it so, so heavily. So what I mean by like not, maybe you don't even notice it, is I had never heard of orthorexia. I didn't know what it was. And, you know, when you look at diet culture, you think of, like, you know, it teaches you, like, this is eating healthy. This is how to be a healthy eater. So you tell yourself, like, wow, I'm such a healthy eater. Like, I'm doing so good at this. But then, you know, when you start to get stressed about eating other foods, you're like, why am I feeling anxiety about eating this food? This has never caused me anxiety before. But diet culture is never going to tell you, you know, if you only eat these foods, we tell you are healthy. You're going to feel anxious about other foods. No, of course they don't tell you that. And so since people don't really talk about orthorexia, you might not notice, know that you have it, but it's like tearing apart your body. Like maybe not at the beginning, but eventually it's literally going to shut down your body. And I also think that like a reason it goes like isn't talked about very much is because most people in like the general population when they think of an eating disorder they just associate it with not eating so you know if they see you eating really healthy and okay little side note I hate saying the word healthy or unhealthy all food is fueling for your body it gives you energy so it makes it healthy you know it's fueling a healthy body but just for the purpose of you know talking about orthorexia I think you kind of know why I'm saying healthy and unhealthy so anytime I'm saying healthy I'm saying like foods that diet culture has deemed to be healthy not this is not my like personal beliefs of what's healthy or not so I hope that kind of clarifies it so when people, you know, see someone eating food, even though it's like really healthy, they think, you know, there's no way that person could have an eating disorder because you eat like, you know, I see you eat all through meals and people that have eating disorders, they just don't eat at all, which first off, that's literally not true. Even people walking around with anorexia, they have to eat or they would be dead. And okay, yes, anorexia is deadly. And sadly, many people die from it but the average person with anorexia isn't just not eating at all and that's again another misconception about eating disorders is they think you just like don't eat at all but you would die in a few days probably so definitely not the case with that and orthorexia just fits perfectly into diet culture's version of healthy eating So, you know, you're not eating the foods that maybe diet culture and society tells you are bad. And so for people around you, a lot of times you're like the pinnacle of health for them. 
you know? So you might get a lot of praises and compliments. So, like, you know, if someone sees you, never eat cake. You know, you're at a birthday party and you don't eat cake because you're like, oh, no, I'm good. I guarantee you, you're going to get so many comments being like, man, I wish I had your discipline. Uh, I wish I had your willpower. And so then it's just fueling you in your unhealthy obsession with eating healthy because you're getting these compliments. And that also leads to finding your identity and being, you know, this healthy eater or the way that you eat. And that makes it even harder to change your eating habits because that's how people know you. And also people don't realize you're sick. So whenever you change your eating habits, they're not going to see that there's like, I guess, a reason for you to change them. Because when someone has anorexia and other people notice, you know, people want them to eat. They want them to eat all the fast food, all the ice cream, whatever. Because, you know, they want them to gain weight and to get healthy or whatever it is. But with orthorexia, they don't see a problem with how you're eating. So they're like, why, why would you need to change that? There's nothing, un- nothing unhealthy about that. But again, not true. There's literally so many unhealthy things with orthorexia. And I'm now going to share a little bit about my journey with it. And, you know, my struggles with it. And kind of how like that unhealthy side effects from it are still like playing a part in my life. So the backstory on this is it all kind of started off with learning like quote healthier swaps, whether I would see them on Instagram or TikTok or Pinterest, wherever, you know, the swaps I'm talking about, use this instead of this. Or did you know that this food had XYZ try this instead. So, you know, I would do the healthy swaps or I would just add these like healthy foods to what I was already eating. And so at the beginning, I wasn't taking away from what I was eating at all. You know, if I was eating this certain breakfast, but then I learned, oh, this food's healthy, then I would just add it to my breakfast or whatever, which, okay, that seems fine. But then, like I said, it's progressive. And so then slowly, you know, I started getting rid of all the original foods that I used to eat until I was pretty much only eating these healthy swaps. You know, it went from, oh, I'm going to eat ice cream with this, like, healthy cookie I made. Then it changed to, okay, I'm going to eat just this healthy cookie that I made, no ice cream. And then, you know, it even turned to, well this healthy cookie, I guess it's probably not even that healthy. Like I don't even need dessert. So let's just, we're just not going to do dessert. You know, if I want something sweet, I'll eat an apple. And that's just like kind of the pipeline I'm talking about how it just like cuts down smaller and smaller and smaller with what you're allowing yourself to eat. And then I switched to counting macros and calories, which again, not everyone with orthorexia does. But I was the most obsessed with macros and making sure my macros balanced. So, you know, okay, am I getting enough protein? Am I like having too much fat, too many carbs or whatever it was? 
So every meal that I had, I would plan it and obsess about it and be like, okay, how can I add protein to this? Okay, no, this isn't balanced properly. Which, that was literally such a waste of time. It, oh my gosh, it took years off of my life. The amount of time I would spend planning meals, making sure my macros balanced. And it's just so unnatural. So like, I remember I would be hungry. And the normal person, when they're hungry, you know, you think, okay, what am I hungry for? Or you look in the pantry or the fridge, you're like, oh yeah, that looks good. I'm going to have that. Well, I remember thinking I'm hungry. So I need to look at my, you know, my macros for the day so I can see what kind of snack I have. Like, do I need to have a protein heavy snack or a carb heavy snack? Like, that is not normal. And it made me completely lose sense of like my cravings and even the foods that I liked. Like, honestly, it made me forget the foods that I liked because I was never letting myself just crave foods. It was never, oh, this sounds good, so I'm going to have this for dinner. It was, okay, what is going to fit into my macros? Like, what carb can I have and fat or protein or whatever? What can I turn into a meal that will fit in these macros? And so you know, when I stopped counting macros, I didn't even know what foods I liked anymore because I was so used to picking, like, for me what foods I would have just based off how, you know, they fit into my macros. And so, yes, my food preferences, I thought they changed, but really I just lost sight of them. My love for ice cream and sweets never really went away. My eating disorder just, like, shoved them in the back of the closet and locked them in there. And so, you know, I would begin telling everyone that my preferences had changed. I would start saying, oh no, you know, I don't really like ice cream. I just don't like it as much as I used to. Or, oh no, I don't like french fries, which who doesn't like french fries? If you say you don't like french fries, you're probably lying. (laughs) So I would, you know, say my preferences changed and the more that I would say that you know the more people would believe me and also they wouldn't see me eating those foods so they were like okay you know that must be the case if she's never eating them so again that led to me getting my identity in that and so I think what kind of was a wake-up call for me a little bit is whenever you know we'd be having family meals or cookouts or barbecues and they would be making separate food for me because they knew I wouldn't eat what they were eating like say if they were eating some like amazing like buttery grilled I don't know potatoes or whatever it was or we'll say veggies okay you know at the cookout they're making these awesome veggies with a butter miso sauce So then everyone else would be eating that. And then whoever was cooking is like, oh, and Kendall, I I steamed you some plain veggies. Like that's how you know it's a problem is when so many other people have like caught on to your eating habits. And, you know, it would get to a point where like most meals that we would have, they would know not to assemble them. Basically, so I wouldn't throw fit. So if we're having pasta for dinner, then they wouldn't put the sauce on the pasta Because I wanted to choose how much sauce I was going to have or if I was going to have sauce. 
And like, that shouldn't be the case. And it's sad that orthorexia is so not talked about enough that those people didn't realize anything was wrong. And this is not me putting any blame at all on anyone in my life for like not noticing because I didn't even know anything was wrong. This is just like, I'm putting blame on diet culture for making this seem normal because if it wasn't for diet culture, like I think people would know like this isn't a normal way of eating, but we've just been taught this is healthy, this is good, and this is what you should be doing. And so the more that I did this and, you know, getting the meals just for me or they would make me the separate version, that was just making my identity even more and more and being a healthy eater. And so then, you know, I would start to get more compliments. Like if you've seen my TikTok or Instagram, I have one video in particular that talks about like things people were telling me at the height of my eating disorder. And it was like, you have so much balance or not balance. Like you have so much willpower or like, how are you so disciplined? Or, you know, I wish I had your determination. But then behind the scenes, I was like crying over my meals. Chunks of my hair were falling out. Like at the time in my life where people are telling me, I've never seen such a healthy eater. Wow, you are the healthiest eater I know. Literally, every time I would shower, globs of hair would fall out of my head because I was so undernourished. And people were calling me healthy. Like, that just goes to show that eating healthy foods, quote, healthy foods, does not make you healthy because I've never been more unhealthy in my life. And... Like I said, that's when people thought that I was eating the healthiest. And so when your identity is so much in it, it's also like really easy to feel super invalid in your sickness because you're getting so many compliments. Because, you know, eventually I caught on and I'm like, okay, this is not normal. I should not be crying over thinking about eating a potato chip. And, you know, I shouldn't be cold all the time. And you know, my hair shouldn't be falling out. But it was really hard for me to accept the fact that something wasn't right and I was sick because I was still getting so many compliments. So I kind of kept telling myself, okay, I think there's something wrong here. But I guess there's not because, you know, people keep telling me that I'm doing really well. So I guess that means I'm doing really well. And so I think that's another reason, like, why you shouldn't, you know, ever tell someone anything about having willpower or this is why I just think it's so important to not comment on someone being what you think is a healthy eater or if you think, you know, they have a lot of willpower and especially don't comment on someone's weight loss in like a positive way because You don't know how they lost the weight. You don't know, you know, what they were actually going through. So if someone's visibly lost weight and you're telling them, wow, you look amazing. It's just adding fuel to the fire to them. And especially if, you know, they're starting to think there's something wrong and they're like, okay, you know, I did not lose this weight in a healthy way. But then they're being told that they look amazing. Then it just makes it so much harder. And 
another thing with orthorexia, so like I said earlier, you know, when someone visibly has anorexia, people are like, oh my gosh, eat, eat the burger, eat the french fries, eat whatever. But since orthorexia isn't seen like that, when you start to eat fear foods, like you're probably going to be questioned. So for me, you know, I never would really eat like desserts or ice creams. And so then once I chose recovery and, you know, I love sweets, love ice cream, love cookies. I literally have a dessert every single day. So once I started to like allow myself to have those again, you know, people would kind of like make jokes, be like, Kendall, you're eating a cookie. Like, what's wrong with you? Like, who are you? And that was really hard for me because, you know, I was already so in my head about eating this cookie, but then someone would say that and I was like, okay, maybe I shouldn't be eating this. Like, this isn't who they think I am. So maybe I, I don't need this cookie after all. And it's not like, you know, of course, from the people in my life that knew what was going on, they were, you know, giving me encouragement, like, oh, you're awesome, like, eat the cookie. But from other people, they didn't know what was going on. So it was just like, why would you eat that? So it's not like the same encouragement that some people with other eating disorders might get. So that just makes it really hard when you kind of have to explain yourself again, especially if you've spent so long, you know, telling other people that you don't like a certain food. So if you've convinced someone for months, I hate pasta. And then all of a sudden you're like, oh, I want pasta. and Let's have pasta. They're going to be really confused. So that's definitely a little tricky and like trying to challenge fear foods, but definitely worth it to challenge those. And you don't have to explain yourself to anyone. Like you can decide who you want to know about your eating disorder or disordered eating or whatever but it's not your like responsibility like to let everyone know if you don't feel comfortable sharing with everyone that's fine you know if someone's like oh what's wrong with you for eating a cookie just be like oh I don't know nothing I want a cookie is there a problem with that do you know what I mean like not everyone in your life deserves an explanation and so this is just bringing me to why I just think orthorexia needs more awareness. I know I've pretty much talked about it this entire time, but I just think if more people knew what orthorexia was, A, people would stop encouraging it so much because they would kind of know like the warning signs of what to look for. So, you know, people in my life, they would have seen like, okay, something's wrong. Like if they knew what to look for, if it was talked about more, then earlier on they could have been like, hey, is there something going on here? Like, like, what's the problem here? But of course, they're not going to know if they've never heard about it. It's never been talked about. So I just really wish more people would talk about orthorexia is and how freaking dangerous it is, how unhealthy it is. And health is way more than what you eat. Even when you look like you're being the healthiest eater in the world, That does not mean you are healthy, like I said earlier. Whenever I was getting the most compliments was whenever I was the least healthy. And no one knew that except for me. So again, just goes into, you can literally never judge a book by its cover because you don't know what someone's going through. But I think if more people knew the warning signs of orthorexia and what to look for, then, you know, it would be 
a little bit easier for them to have those hard conversations with someone, but to check in with them and see how they're doing, see if they're really okay. And yes, orthorexia isn't as seen and noticed as anorexia, but it is literally just as dangerous, especially because it can go on for so long before someone notices. Like you could be eating this way for years and everyone thinks you're being a healthy eater, but you know, maybe your hair's falling out or you don't have a period and all these other things that is showing your body is not healthy. And it's dangerous to keep your body in a state of stress like that. So just because it's not as like recognized as much as other eating disorders, it does not mean it doesn't um, like have the same importance or validity because it totally does. And also something I want to touch on very briefly is what I think of as like the orthorexia to anorexia pipeline. So what I mean by that is I personally think it's pretty hard to have orthorexia and then not end up with at least a mild case of anorexia too. Because yes, you start off with, you know, eating really healthy and like, again, like I said earlier, when I mean healthy, I mean diet culture's version of healthy and healthy foods and such. But yes, you start off with, you know, these swaps here and there. But then I also think, you know, you start cutting out more and it starts off with, you know, oh, I'm going to have the healthy version of dessert. And then, oh, I'm not going to have dessert or I'm going to have the healthy version of this meal. Okay, I'm just not going to have pasta at all or whatever it is. And so I think, especially the longer you're in orthorexia for, that the more restrictive it becomes until eventually you're like, you know, in a state of anorexia. And I think that's what happens for the majority of people is you become so restrictive with your eating, so selective with the foods that you've deemed are okay or safe or whatever it is that you end up not eating enough food that your body needs and you're eating way less food than what you should be eating and I just very strongly believe in the ortho to Anna pipeline like I just think when you're restricting so much it's hard for the two to not you know commingle and turn into each other and it's hard to tell a difference between the two you know, once your orthorexia makes your eating become so restrictive. So I just think just, it really just makes me so sad to know that so many people don't know what orthorexia is. Like so many gym bros, in my opinion, have undiagnosed orthorexia. I mean, think about it. They are so obsessed with what they eat. Everything has to be, you know, fit their macros, high in protein, high this. They literally spend hours at the gym so that they can look a certain way. And, you know, they always eat this way. Even on special occasions, they never want to, like, have cheat days or break the diet. And obviously, I hate the word cheat day. I'm just saying it because, you know, the gym bros do. And it's like, no one questions them. They think that's healthy. But I bet so many of these guys are, like, really struggling. Like, deep down, like, they're like, okay, this probably isn't normal. And 
again, just goes to show if orthorexia was more talked about, then maybe like some of these gym bros would be reaching out for help and not just continuing in what I think is their sickness. You know, I know that's not the case for everyone and I could be wrong, but just from my personal opinion. And so I pretty much think that's all I have to say on orthorexia and my journey for today. I know I blabbed on a little bit like usual, but I'm just, I'm so passionate about spreading awareness for orthorexia. Like if I had the money, I would have a billboard placed in every major city, like letting people know that orthorexia is a thing and what to look for. And, you know, because so many people don't know that they even have it because you know, diet culture has told them they're being healthy. And so they don't know why they're stressed about eating a food they used to love. So my just goal from this is just, I want people to be more aware that there are more eating disorders than just anorexia. Orthorexia is just as dangerous. And, you know, I really hope that you've learned something today or got a good takeaway And if this is something that you're experiencing and struggling right now, then I promise you are not alone. I've been through it. Others have been through it. And you deserve recovery just because, you know, other people might not think that you're unhealthy or think that you look unhealthy. That does not mean you don't deserve recovery. If you even have a question in your mind that things aren't okay, then that means things are not okay. And everyone deserves a good relationship with food. So I'm sending all of my strength and love to anyone struggling right now. And I'm just, I'm here for y'all always. I hope you enjoyed. And most importantly, I hope this helped to fuel your Friday. Uh, Please leave a review and a rating if you liked it. And... As always, follow me on Instagram at fueling.good, but with zeros instead of the O's, and on TikTok at fuelingken. I hope everyone has a great day, a great weekend. You deserve recovery no matter your situation, and I love y'all lots. Bye-bye.